Hello, welcome to the Guernsey Press Politics Podcast. My name is Helen Bowditch. With me is Simon Delarue. We have survived day two of this month's states meeting. We started off with tax. I lost the will to live a little bit, so uh, you listened to most of that, didn't you? I uh, did indeed, yeah. Uh, we had uh, we've, This tax debate has run and run, hasn't it, really? It started uh, at the end of September, and here we are um, halfway through October, and uh, that debate finally finished, uh, but not before, of course, with the uh, upheaval of PNR throwing out its original proposals and wanting to go back to the drawing board. But uh, So that was agreed yesterday. So today, actually, we had a bit of a sort of... I wouldn't say a lighter mood necessarily, but perhaps a, a, a more prevalence of some optimism and um, thinking positively about the future. So, for example, we had, uh, well, Deputy Gollop was the first speaker this morning and he was saying that um, he thought members had been a bit too pessimistic generally, and that with a bit of economic growth uh, combined with a bit of demographic change in, in incentives to bring in uh, younger families, etc., we might avoid the, um, the, the, the sort of uh, nightmare scenario that's been painted, especially when the most recent budget um, analysis for, for, for the recent uh, financial year has been so much more positive than had been expected. And then we had um, a few sort of blue sky ideas coming forward, if you like. Um, Deputy Sam Haskins saying that, uh, yeah, incentives for um, islanders have, to more, have more children, um, including support for those going through IVF, for example. Um, and actually, um, Deputy Liam McKenna, I thought um, perhaps of all the ideas put forward, his was the most passionately presented uh, when he was arguing for a substantial uh, wind farm to be put together um, in, by cooperation between Guernsey, Jersey and Alderney um, that he said could potentially employ up to 6,300 people. Um, so a lot more kind of positive thinking about the ways out of our structural deficit problems rather than the kind of, oh, do we do GST, don't we, kind of binary choice that they'd all been backed up uh, against uh, previously. But GST still sort of looms in the background. Well, it hasn't gone away. It hasn't gone away at all. But, but I think you know, Deputy Hellier, he did admit that um, deputies had been backed into a corner by the binary choice. And he had said that it was a binary choice originally, um, you know, yes or no to GST. And that that's all that they've been able to focus on as a result. So with the sort of lid lifted on that, they could sort of explore other ideas a bit more freely. So it was unanimously approved, wasn't it? That they're after go... all that, it was yeah. done by not a recorded vote, but just au revoir, as they say, you know, where they call out, and there was a big hearty uh, pour, and nobody said conch, and that was that. It was, yeah. all, it was all carried. But, of course, it doesn't... It's, I guess, not, because it's not a concrete set of proposals, it's a go back to the drawing board, come back next year. By July, um, which Deputy Helly has admitted is a tight deadline, um, and then we'll have it all over again. So you and I will be sitting on these steps in about a year's time, having very similar conversations, no doubt. OK. And so the Guernsey Competition and Regulatory Authority, some some political shots were fired across the Assembly here, weren't they? Uh, yeah, who was it who said shots being fired across the bowels? That was Deputy uh, Jonathan Latoc, I think. Um, it was supposed to be a chat about, and I say chat because these things normally do end up being a bit of a chat, about the annual accounts of the Guernsey Competition Regulation Authority, Regulatory Authority. Um, but it, in a surprise move, Deputy uh, Al Bruard um, uh, asked Economic Development to, con- uh, to come back with um, a plan for and costings for a future review of the authority. And um, Economic Development uh, President Deputy Neil Inder was 
seething really about this because it, he'd been given no notice about it at all um, and uh, so it came as a surprise and he felt that it was an inappropriate way to conduct business at the States and he started making accusations about um, where the what the motives were for this details about that in the paper tomorrow because they were quite long and complicated um, and yeah said so that he wasn't happy at all and a lot of people even those people who said like Jonathan Latop did that um, yes probably this authority could do with being reviewed said that they weren't going to vote for it because of the way it had been done and then I picked up on the um, the contributory benefits and rates which sounds terribly dull but it's actually the stuff that keeps us alive when we're in trouble yeah it's, I have it, to admit I wasn't, I wasn't perturbed by the fact that you took that on yeah I, I think well I think they should rename it somehow because it just sounds so boring but it, it's actually really important stuff you know that um, so it, it's about the long term care fund it's about the Guernsey insurance fund which pays out our pensions unemployment benefit all those sort of things bereavement that, that kind of stuff and there was a whole raft of measures they, they all got approved probably the most the sticking point was the one about people who move to Guernsey perhaps in their later years should they be entitled to the the free you know um, places in residential homes or nursing care homes if if they needed it and um, an in principle decision was taken that ESS is going to draw up some plans and look at changing that eligibility because the suggestion was it's not really fair that perhaps you know a wealthy millionaire might move here and then get a uh, a free place and that is being funded by um our shrinking workforce so that was that and then we got on to orini and it's quite lively isn't it oh hang it did, on it did go you quite got five or- seconds <laughs> <laughs> it did go quite lively i will talk about this more tomorrow because they're going to carry this on tomorrow but uh, deputy mark hellier again he's been very busy um just sort of laid out the case for recapitalizing um or turning the debt of the company into equity i think they've lost 64 million pounds in recent years and it needs to be accounted for um, and he pointed out the money's already been spent it can't be reallocated if they refuse this um, it's basically sort of you know um, ticking the boxes to say yes this money is allocated to, to those losses and um, it immediately drew a very fiery response from Deputy Lester Carapel who said um, and he said that this wasn't his original thought that Deputy Mark Dorry, former Deputy Mark Dorry, had said this before, that effectively when the airline is making such losses, the people on the island who can't afford to use Orini are subsidising mm-hmm. the people who can. Um, so lots of other speakers will be speaking about this tomorrow and we'll bring you more on uh, what happens with that debate. All right, we better wrap that up now and we'll be back again same time roughly tomorrow. Indeed, till half an hour. <laughs>